Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Thank you for joining our show, Mighty Main Street, the faces and places of Utah. These featured small businesses from Salt Lake County and across the state of Utah drive our economy and develop our main streets, creating a vibrancy and creating jobs. This program is supported by Managing Director of Utah Office of Tourism, Vicki Varela, and CEO Caitlin Eskelson with Visit Salt Lake. I have Mike Ballard with me with Big Iron Tour Company, and I had a chance to go to the website And I was absolutely blown away, Mike, by the Jeeps and the pictures and just the experience that you could get by going to it. I have to let our listeners know, because I think this is very important, that this is a veteran-owned business, and you have quite a background. Uh, It looks like you're in the Marine Corps, helicopter pilot, and and have you been in Moab all your life? Is Is this where you were raised as a kid? Yeah, so I was actually born and raised in Moab. A local. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been kind of crazy growing up here and watching it change from uh, you know essentially a mining town that kind of failed when when uranium went out of style to uh, evolving to a tourist town. It's just been an incredible thing to witness growing up here. Well, you've got a great attitude, and I appreciate that, Mike, because sometimes locals get a little, you know, it's like it's too much, and they, they push back a little bit. But you have a very positive attitude, and you've really embraced it. And I am so excited for you to tell us about about the Big Iron Tours and why people sign up for this and what they can expect. Because in going to the website, you'll see how beautiful the, the Jeeps are. But give us a, an idea of what this is about. So we're, what we do is off-roading uh, excursions. You know, we when we don't just do uh, – we're not just guys in vehicles climbing around the Red Rocks. I mean, I think after a couple hours that it can get a bit old. So we actually like to take you into the backcountry and show you show you what Moab's all about. I mean, we've got, we've got over 2,000 arches in the area. We've got Native American artifacts, his, historical items, you know, and uh, and same with dinosaurs. So we got, I mean, we've got tons and tons of dinosaur bones, dinosaur tracks. Wherever we, uh, wherever you go, you're never more than a rock toss away from all sorts of just amazing artifacts. And that's kind of what we're into the the backcountry rock climbing, seeing what Moab really has to offer. Because it seems like everybody comes to the Red Rocks, but they miss the, the big shot here. Part of the expertise that you bring to the table is the fact they were born and raised there. So you must know some amazing places to take people that maybe others don't. Yeah, you know, I think uh, for the most part, that's probably pretty accurate. I've definitely growing up here, I've, I've had a, a wonderful opportunity to go explore this place, mostly on foot. And so the Jeep, uh, the Jeep gets you to some of these spots, you know, a little easier nowadays. Well, absolutely. What's uh, tell me about pain train. 
I love the so name. The pain What's train. Pain train? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the pain train is actually a little less painful than you think. It's um, <laughs> we've we've had the opportunity to, to tune that suspension, and it, it actually rides smoother than our Jeep now. So it's it's a smooth machine, but the pain train. That's a 1970 M35A2. It was actually built by Kaiser for uh, the DOD contract uh, supporting uh, basically for Vietnam. It was built back in 1970. How did you get your hands on that? um, It's kind of a crazy story. So so I I bought it from a a Vietnam vet out of of Ogden. He he was selling the thing. You know, he'd already shortened it. He took off because they make their – these trucks start out with with three axles. So they're a six-by-six. And he had already had the work done to – and it was done by Boise Equipment out of Ogden, but they, they shortened it. They took off the third axle, you know, they turned it into a 4 by 4 and uh, then gave it a beautiful paint job. And so from there, this uh, the Vietnam vet had it, had it built for him. And then he kind of parked it for a while, and he got sick of looking at it in his driveway as much as he liked the truck. He didn't like like how much room it was taking up. So he put it on, on KSL for sale, and I happened to come across that ad. Called him on it, and yeah, he he gave us a smoking deal when he found out that I was also a veteran. He was really a really a brotherly type guy. He hooked it up with a great price, and we bought it from him. And yeah, we put a roll cage on it. We put power steering on it because surprisingly, that monster truck did not come with power steering. <laughs> we put disc brakes on it, the um, roll cage, all that good stuff. It's it actually hauls driver plus thirteen passengers, and we go do some serious backcountry adventures in it. It's not a gravel road tour by any means. Oh my gosh! It sounds like a blast. Do people have an appreciation for its history when they when they're doing the tours with you? Oh yeah, we we always get into that on the tours of what the truck is. I mean, it's it's very nostalgic to jump jump in a fifty year old truck that's pretty much brand new today. You know, it's got all the old steam gauges I call them, which just the the circular gauges with, with the uh, little dials in them. Um, it's still got the original motor, which is a multi fuel engine, so you can. You can burn kerosene in that, uh, regular gas. It prefers diesel with a little bit of oil added once in a while. Um, yeah, you can burn motor oil. Uh, I can go drain McDonald's grease fryer into it, and it'll burn it. <laughs> you know, it was a wartime vehicle, so it kind of needed to be adaptable. I feel like we're talking about a friend. Um, so, Mike, I, I think that this is a family-owned business. Tell me what it's like to be in business with your wife, Reagan. It's got its challenges because she she is a super busy gal. She she does not waste time. I mean she uh she's the the drill coach for the high school drill team here in town. Um, you know she teaches she she teaches the younger girls as well how to do do the dancing thing. I'm not too well versed in that. I need to get a little better at that. <laughs> but she also um yeah she takes care of the administrative side of things for the business. And I I'm my duty is to work on the trucks, keep them happy and healthy, and keep them moving. And so it's it's definitely a big team effort, and it's from sun up till sundown. So we, some days it's a little overwhelming. We feel overtasked, but on the other hand, it also gives us a lot of time to be be around our kids when they're back from school. That's a great attitude. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, but a lot of fun. You know, I I got to tell you, I kill probably 150 sunsets a night up on the high point of these rocks, and no sunset ever feels like it's the same. It never gets old. I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to say that my office is is basically Moab, the outdoors of Moab. Isn't that the truth? Who signs up for this? Mike, who's who's drawn to this? I mean, and looking at your website, it looked like it was kind of from soup to nuts, from people that are completely inexperienced, have never been up there to before. So t- give, us, give us an idea who signs up for the, for the uh, I got to make sure I get this right, Big Iron, Tour, Big Iron Tours Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so um, I've taken all ages. I'm talking we anybody shows up we make it work i've taken anything from a six-month-old baby up on the rocks because our truck is actually good and smooth and 
you know, I've taken people as old as, as in their late 80s out on the rocks. And I've, it seems like everybody enjoys it. The, the kids, because of the big knobby tires, and these things are huge tires and they're knobby, the vibration of these tires tends to put the kids to sleep. <laughs> if they're like under the age of three, they just kind of doze off. Everybody else is screaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's an added benefit. So, Bring your kids and put is, them to yeah. sleep. Yeah. Oh, man, it's nap time. <laughs> but, yeah, the um, so we, we take all ages. You know, it's, it's very family-oriented. But occasionally, um, I'll get like like a couple weeks ago, we had a big biker group, group show up. We're talking just a bunch of, bunch of rough-looking dudes that wanted to go on a ride. We take them up, and that's kind of where we pull out the stops. We... We get a feel for what the comfort level is of the group, and we cater to that because we're very adjustable on, on the fly with our tours. And so so with this biker group, we just pulled out the stops, and we went and rocked their world, did whatever we could to, to get those guys screaming, and we made it happen. <laughs> then we also get the families who we, we want to see what the rocks are like, but we're not sure we want to do everything you want to do. And, and, of course, we're happy to adjust to that too. We, we make whatever they need is what we do. You have a natural instinct for this. You have a natural business instinct for this, uh, Mike. You really do. I think to be able to read people quickly and be adaptable like that is why you're so successful. Because we were talking about this, and you guys are really busy right now. I mean, people are, are crazy about Moab, and, and uh, it sounds like you're front and center in the middle of all the growth. Yeah, we, we've we been lucky to be a part of that. Um, COVID, we, in the you know, early part of the, the, the 2020 season, COVID really gave us a good scare. We thought, oh, man, we, we pretty much didn't have anything to open up with when it came time to open our doors. And, and, it, you know, we, we pulled through with that, but the, um, the late season, we're talking October where it normally starts to peter off. We, we've been slammed busy. I'm talking two weeks in a row of like 12 hour days. I'm so glad you're doing well. All the best to you and Reagan and your family. You want to give us your website in closing? So it's big And we're also on Facebook and Instagram at big iron tours. Mike, thank you so much for your uh, for your interview today. I really enjoyed it. Mike Ballard, veteran-owned business, and everybody has got to check this out. So thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Big Iron Tours, Moab. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and thank you. I appreciate you all having us on. And, yeah, it's just been great. You're, you're a wonderful personality yourself. Well, this is, uh, this is brought to you by Utah Office of Tourism. So um, they're the ones that are thinking so highly of you, along with me. All the best to you, Mike. Oh, thank you. You all take care. Check out today's business interview using the KSL News Radio app or at KSLNewsRadio.com. Just click on podcast. More cool stories on Mighty Main Street here on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.